You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Another example is one that happened at the Battle of Banu Quraidha. Banu Quraidha was a Jewish tribe. Initially, the Prophet signed a treaty with them to live peacefully in Medina. We talked about that in our previous years. They broke the treaty. They mobilized against the Prophet. And therefore, the Prophet had to take action. They committed treason. They sided with the pagans. And they encouraged the pagans to attack the Muslims in Medina. Now, this requires analysis because some, prob- some ulama have a problem with some of these narrations. So basically, I will mention to you a number of hadiths about this. Some from Shia sources, some from Sunni sources. One hadith from Imam Ali salam attributed to Imam Ali, basically says that the Prophet told Imam Ali, go to the fort of Bani Quraidha, this Jewish tribe, and try to open the fort so we can achieve victory. Imam Ali says, I went to the fort until I heard the Jews from the fort, يَسُبُّونَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ They started slandering the Prophet. Seb in Arabic either means when you cuss at someone, or it means you slander someone, or you use profane language, or any any type of attack is called Seb. فَكَرِهْتُ أَنْ يَسْمَعَهُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ Imam Ali says, when I got the, to the fort, I heard them slandering the Prophet. I was hoping the Prophet would not hear them. فَأَرَدْتُ أَنْ أَرْجَعَ So I wanted to go back to the Prophet. فَإِذَا بِهِ I heard the Prophet, no, he's already approached that area and he heard them. So once they slandered the Prophet, the Prophet heard them, he responded back. What did the Prophet say? فَنَادَاهُمْ يَا إِخْوَةَ الْقِرَدَ وَالْخَنَازِيرِ Oh, the brothers of monkeys and pigs. Soon, your time will be over. You're being too aggressive. فَقَالُوا Here's the important part. They said, يَا أَبَا الْقَاسِمْ That's the kunya, the title of the Prophet. مَا كُنْتَ سَبَّابًا Ya Abel Qasim, we've never known that you would actually swear at us back. Because like we swore at you, now you're swearing back at us. We never thought that you would swear back at us. The hadith states, فَاسْتَحْيَا The Prophet felt ashamed, he felt shy, embarrassed. وَرَجَعَ الْقَهْقَرَى قَلِيلًا He kind of went back. Not that he regretted, but he was just shy. He basically <laughs> uh, went back. In another hadith that Al-Qummi narrates, Kaab ibn Usaid, he was very bad, you know, he had a very bad mouth, a foul mouth. Basically, he came from the fort, slandering and swearing at the Prophet Then the Prophet said to him, that you are the brothers of monkeys and pigs. So at that point, Kaab ibn uh, Usaid 
he came from the fort and he told him, Ya Abel Qasim, you know, we did not know that you would swear back at us. So the Prophet went back out of Haya. Now one hadith from attributed to Imam al-Sadiq which is narrated by al-Tabarsi, basically the Prophet in addition to saying that to them, he told them, what does ikhsa'u in Arabic mean? Yeah, ikhsa'u basically means be quiet. That's what it means. Or in today's English, shut up. That's what it means. <laughs> so basically they told him, ya huh, Imam al-Sadiq states, they told him, ya, you know, Ya Abel Qasim, we never thought that you would swear at us like that. Now they were the ones who started it. But they told him, we never thought you would swear at us like that. Al-Imam al-Sadiq states, the Prophet felt so shy or ashamed that he was wearing, he was holding a stick, right? In his hand, it fell from his hand. And his cloak fell from his shoulder. You know, sometimes you get so shy, the objects that you're carrying, you kind of just lose them. Okay, let's, let's examine this incident. First of all, how do you feel about these hadiths? Remember, it's in Shia sources and in Sunni sources. Is it problematic or no? What is it? What is it that's problematic? Okay, if the Rasul is saying that, it's he could say it because in the Quran they mentioned that they are Qurad and Khanazir, and it's saying if you're telling them, uh, uh, the the thing no, is that, that they're blaming him as if he did something wrong, and then he felt that he did something wrong, and Rasul took al hawa. So if yeah. he's saying something. It must be the truth. It must be the truth. So why did he feel ashamed? These hadiths? Yeah. So do you accept that the hadith is sahih or no? It's fabricated. No, because shy. Okay, let's examine this. So some scholars have looked at these hadiths and they've found them a little bit problematic, which means we have to analyze them to see if we have a proper justification. Number one, when the Prophet told them, you are the brothers of monkeys and pigs, the Prophet was not swearing at them. The Prophet was describing a historical incident that happened. The earlier Jews, you know, during Ashab al-Sept that the Quran talks about them, because they were stubborn, they fought the Prophets of God, Allah morphed them into what? Qiradan Khanazir. Literally, by the way, this is not symbolic. Allah literally morphed them into pigs and monkeys. So the Prophet's telling them, look, by fighting the Prophet of your time, by rejecting Allah and His signs, your fate will be the fate of those who were morphed into Qarada and Khanazir. So it's not like he's telling him, you're a monkey, you're this. No, no. Sometimes you're trying to swear at someone, you say these words. Sometimes you're saying, look, he didn't tell them, by the way, you are monkeys. He told them you're the brothers of those. That means your fate will be their fate. So he was not swearing at them. He never said anything wrong. He basically said what the Quran said. What the Prophet said is in line with the Quran. He's just reminding them, warning them. If you continue, Allah will destroy you like he destroyed those people who became monkeys and pigs. So he's not swearing at them. 
Okay, that's the first part. But you should have told them that I'm not swearing at you. I'm not uh -huh. to back. Now, now, here's the second question. We figured out the first part. What the Prophet did, what the Prophet did, in fact, was perfectly called for, decent. The Prophet was warning them. In fact, as a Prophet, you have to warn the people. And in the end, Allah destroyed them. Yeah, the Prophet is Nadir as well. He has to warn you. He's telling them just like those previous nations, Allah destroyed them and He morphed them into monkeys and pigs. Allah will destroy you now. So the Prophet's telling them, believe, stop your aggression. That's nothing wrong. In fact, you have to be firm. Okay, that's the first part. The second part, why did he feel ashamed then? If you said the truth and you echoed what's in the Quran, why should you feel shy or even ashamed? Subhanallah, now you know the akhlaq of the Prophet when we examine this. I'll give you an example. Let's say someone comes to you and the person is openly lying to you. The person is just a liar. And now you have to show a stance. It's public in front of the people. This person is coming and fabricating lies and he's just lying in your face and in the face of your community. You as a leader, you have to, it's your obligation at this point to point it out. So you let the people know and not show any sign of weakness. So you will tell that person you're a liar. You're lying, that's not, that's not the case, that's not true. Okay, so you said, it's a word of truth, you had to say it. In fact, if you had not said it, you would have basically abandoned your moral responsibility of showing the evilness of that person and warning your people from that person. So this liar comes up to you, fabricating lies, about to start a war with people, you say you're a liar. Now when you said you're a liar, are you justified or no? Is it inappropriate? No, the person is a repeated liar. So sometimes you have to just confront him, say, look, you're lying, you're a liar. Now that you said this, the supporters of that liar, they come and tell you, Fulan, we've never heard you say a word like that before. Like you're such a decent person, we've never even heard you say a liar to someone else, what's going on? They're trying to put you on the spot. Or they're just surprised. Because never in your life did you call anyone a liar. But that day you had to call this person a liar because you had to show that stance. Once you called this person a liar, his supporters or he himself, that person came and says like, you know what, I've never heard you. I've never heard you use this word before. Naturally, naturally, you feel hayat. You did that which is right. But because the person now framed it this way, if you're a decent person, you still experience haya. See, sometimes you have to beat somebody, but you feel bad about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to say the word of haq to someone, but in the end you feel bad that you had to say it. You'd rather not say it, but you had to. Now that you had to, you embarrass the other person. He deserves it, he has to be embarrassed. It's the haq, sometimes you have to embarrass the evil one. But you just feel shy. 
That indicates your good character. That you don't take things personally and you have a grudge. Some people, they have a grudge. When he's attacking, he attacks with a grudge, not the prophet. Even when he makes a verbal attack against his enemies, he still feels shy. That's amazing. That's truly amazing. Who's like that? Other than someone like the caliber of the Prophet Even when the Prophet attacks you, even when he responds to your false claims, he still feels bad. Because he's not taking things personally with a grudge. He still has his humanity inside him. What do you say now? <laughs> I feel like this is accepting the, the they're saying that you you are a sabab or you're you're saying this. It should be justified rather than uh, See what what would have been the better way of handling it? Like the Prophet said the truth, he was warning them. He had to say it. Allah told him to say it. So they told him, hey, you're swearing at us. What do you do? This is Allah's words. <laughs> so what, what do you tell them? What's a better way of handling it? What could he have said? What, what could he have said? By showing his haya, the Prophet showed everyone how indecent they were. They were the ones who started it. They started the swear words against the Prophet. The Prophet showed the truth and then the Prophet retreated. He ended it there. Basically he was saying, look, it's coming from them. The hate is not coming from me. He was setting a good example. In any case, if you find, scholars say, if there's no way to justify it, and you find that it contradicts, we reject the hadith. But that's, but we have to first make the effort to better understand it. If it still contradicts the Quran, then we, you know, uh, do away with the hadith. But, but if we can find a valid explanation for it, then we, we accept it.